0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com. Trade only.
1: Just like the cutting edge in the front third that cost us, and they had to know, They were very, very clinical with the chances they got. In a game football, we know that goals change the context of games. It's a very good result for us against a very
2: quality team. Wanted to take a result back to Glasgow.
3: The Gore Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first.
4: Morning, we're here we are here and this is uh, the home of the breaking scottish football news and the go radio football show understands the deal is done jim goodwin is leaving st Mirren, and he'll be announced as the new manager of aberdeen football club he replaces stephen glass who was sacked after 11 months
5: in charge barry ferguson what do you think about jim goodwin for aberdeen I think it's a brilliant appointment. Um I spoke about it on Wednesday night. I thought he should have been the number one choice. Um I think the job that Jim's done at St Myrn um under a quite a low budget. Um he's done brilliantly for me. He's picked up um some players from Southern Ireland, nobody knew much about, who have turned out to be real good players. He's obviously sold a, a few on. Um but not I, I think Aberdeen have made the right choice in, in Jim Goodwin and I think um He could go on to become... One of the best managers about.
4: Yes, St Mirren managers going to Aberdeen have done pretty well, haven't they, when you think about it, in the past. Uh, Aberdeen seriously underperforming this season. They've gone nowhere in either cup competition. They've picked up only 30 points from 26 league games. The good news, though, Mark Guidi, is that they're only a win away from fourth place in the Premiership and that would mean European football next season.
6: So this season can still be salvaged with Jim Goodwin at the helm. Yeah, I mean, we all know Rob that Aberdeen a very good squad. Um, You're arguably the third best best squad in the country. I know you were there on Tuesday night. I was there as well Mm. against St John's. All it's missing is confidence, which is a massive um, thing. But I think Jim Goodwin's the kind of manager that will go in there and galvanise that dressing room, galvanise Petardry, turn it into a fortress. I think he's the outstanding candidate for the job. I think he's ready for that step up. The only other guy I thought that would have been suitable. They've been Paul Hartley. I thought that Paul Hartley might have had a role um at Petorgi but certainly um Jim Goodwin an outstanding young manager and a very good appointment for Aberdeen and a tough guy to follow for whoever's next in at St Mirren.
4: I would imagine uh, that will be announced tonight and will he be in the dugout? Could he be in the dugout uh, tomorrow Barry because traditionally sometimes when managers are hired at this late stage before a game they they watch the next game from the the stand. Should he be on the front line?
5: Yeah, that's normally what what happens. Um, If they're appointed on a Friday, you see them sitting in the stand. But I think in terms of Jim Goodwin, what type of character he is, I think Jim Goodwin would want to be in the the dugout. I know Barry Robson would have took training since the the game um, against St Johnson. But um, for me, um, if you're asking my opinion, I think Jim Goodwin would want to be on the the touchline. Um, Help these players try to get a victory against um, Motherwell.
4: If you're a St. Mirren fan, uh, what do you think about the departure of Jim Goodwin, and who do you want? in his place would you want the return of Jack Ross could Stephen McGinn be part of maybe a new management team there let us know what you're thinking about uh, Jim Goodwin's departure St Mirren of course in the top six as he goes and any Aberdeen fans what do you think uh, what could the season the rest of the season hold with Jim Goodwin in charge we'll come back to that story in the course of the show well that was the headline news because that's a story that is happening as we speak the big story on the back of last night is too incredible European results Uh, Rangers 4-2 in Dortmund Uh, Celtic losing 3-1 at home to Bodo Klimt the Norwegian champions Um, and had you uh, gone for a a Rangers win and a Celtic defeat last night you could have if you would a small wager on that one it would have gone well if you had gone for 4-2 Rangers and 3-1 Celtic you're probably listening to this on a Barbados beach uh, to be honest because Mark 2 hugely unlikely results
6: Yeah I watched the. Both games, and I thought first of all Rangers were outstanding. Um, see what you like about Borussia Dortmund—they were below par, they were without Haaland But Rangers played exceptionally well. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got his tactics right. You could see what he was trying to do early on, and his players—you know—carried out the the game plan. A bit forced it that Dortmund didn't take the lead from that header uh, early on at nil 0 But then from there on in, Rangers were in total control. Could have scored six or seven goals. Um, to be honest Kent was outstanding Morelos looked looked hungry looked right on it um, Ryan Jack was just different class um, you know he really is uh, a special footballer for for Rangers and when you if you analyse Alan McGregor's 90 minutes he's really had nothing to do apart from he picked the ball tonight night twice which was two outstanding um, goals but um, no over the piece Rangers deserved the win but I agree with Giovanni Van Brockhausen and I don't think he's just saying this for effect it is only half time If Dortmund scored first at Ibrox it's properly um, game on just as we'd say the same about Celtic Grove in Norway with that two goal deficit the away goal rules in Europe don't count anymore but at 4-2 what a brilliant chance Rangers have have given themselves and if they can get over this hurdle Rob you can see them going really far Mm. in the tournament
4: Let's get the view of the former Rangers captain Uh, where does that come Barry that result last night could that be the best
5: ever away result for Rangers in Europe? It's got to be up there Rob, I watched the game last night and I said on Wednesday night just make sure Rangers come back to Glasgow making sure that they're still in the tie but in terms of performance levels that's the best I've seen in a long, long time. I thought they were superb from start to finish collectively as a group the way that Geo set the team up um, they were outstanding Um, and I thought there was some brilliant individual performances. I thought Ryan Kent showed glimpses it um, his quality Morelos again was a real pest up top Brian Jack that Mark's just mentioned was outstanding again but there's got to be a special mention for, for John Lindstrom um, since the Celtic result which was a tough one for Rangers to take he's come in against Hearts and Hubs and for me he's been very good in the centre of the park for Rangers but last night I thought he was outstanding um, I thought he took his goal um, brilliantly just slotted it into the bottom um, left-hand corner of the goalkeeper. And he said a tough time since he's come up here. A lot of people have questioned why Rangers signed him. If you think back, Stephen Gerrard chased him for, I think, over a season. Um, now you're starting to see what John Lundstrom's all about. And I was delighted for him last night. But overall, to go back uh, to answer your question, it's got to be up there. We one of the best results in in Europe for Rangers. Um, a lot of people can go on about Dortmund. They weren't at their best. They were missing Haaland up top. But you still look at the starting eleven. There was a hell of a lot of quality mm-hmm. there. So, for me, Rangers were were top draw last night and thoroughly, thoroughly deserved it. Um, and now it's half time. As Mark said, I've been in similar scenario played against Leon. We beat Leon three 0 over there, mm. and then return leg. Leon came to Ibrooks an absolute batter does 3-0 so I think Gio's right enjoy last night but feet back on the ground today concentrate and what's in front of you and that's Dundee United Tannadice and then obviously next week when Dortmund come to Ibrooks.
4: Mark's right of course it's only half time in the tie and, and where Borussia Dortmund to get the first goal at Ibrooks, it could be very interesting next Thursday but um, would you expect Rangers to be scoring in that game at least one goal with a 50,000 crowd backing. And if Rangers can get another goal in the tie, it's going to be difficult for the for Dortmund to go through.
5: Yeah, and the way that Rangers set up last night, I was very impressed. They were on the front foot, they, they pressed them high up the pitch. And they looked dangerous every time they went forward, Rob. Um, you can look at Dortmund, I thought defensively they looked suspect. You can see why they've conceded the right few goals this season in the Bundesliga. So, look, Rangers will go in confident, no overconfident, but confident they can get a goal or two um, at Ibrox next Thursday.
4: It's a big fill for Scottish football as well, Mark, isn't it? Yeah. To to go in against one of the big guns. They are a big gun. They're one of the yeah. favourites to win that competition. Yep. Second only to Bayern in the Bundesliga. So to win, not just to win, but to score four goals in the yep. Westphalen is remarkable uh, and, and, and the coefficient does matter doesn't it because it affects where we go into qualifiers to, to try and do same again
6: any victory is welcome for, for, for any Scottish team in Europe the national team um, as well and you know like Barry said my, my hope for Rangers was well, that they just kept it alive you know I think, I think even if it's a 3-1 you know <laughs> defeat that is mm. it, it keeps it alive I didn't expect Rangers to win last night I'll be totally honest I probably didn't expect them Um, to get a draw uh, even Haaland playing or not playing so to come away with a a victory like that but the manner of the performance well, we won't talk about Rangers clinging on here or or, or getting four fluky goals or getting absolutely battered by Dortmund they managed the game supremely well from Alan McGregor right up to to, uh, to Alfredo Morelos um, up top I thought Borna Barisic as well considering the nightmare he had against Celtic to come and put in a performance like that too so everything clicked um, last night uh, for Rangers and I was stunned absolutely stunned at the result and the mm. level of performance to do that in Dortmund against a Dortmund team um, of that quality was just different class and I do now expect Rangers to go on uh, and finish the job I'm not saying they're going to win at Ibrox but Dortmund very rarely have a clean sheet in them so you're right I would expect Rangers to score so can Dortmund go to Ibrox and score 3 or 4 yes they can of course they can will they do it no, I don't think they will I think majors will go through When
4: you're disappointed at uh, Dortmund scoring a second goal in the game to make it 4-2 it's a surefire sign that it's been a great night it's the best night obviously uh, so far for Giovanni van Bronckhorst
5: Yeah, that that put a bit of a dampener on it if I'm being honest with, with Dortmund getting that, that second goal I don't think MD could especially Alan McGregor couldn't do anything about it it was an unbelievable strike um, but listen if you says to me before the game that Rangers would have, would have went to Dortmund and come away winning 4-2, I would have looked at you in a strange way. Um, mm. But all credit, you've got to give Geo credit. I think the lineup probably surprised a few people as well. With Ryan Jack and Lundström playing, people may have looked and thought, oh right, he'll bring in an ARP holder in, in Glen Kamara. Um, but listen, I, I thought to a man they were exceptional and they thoroughly deserved it. And I really enjoyed the game. I was, Again, I was taking aback back with surprise. At the, at the result, but at the end of the day, looking back over the game, there was no doubt that Rangers deserved um, the win, and they've got to now take a lot of confidence uh, out of that, um, getting into the the games ahead, because they've still obviously got to try and achieve winning the, the league title, retaining that, and also you've got the the return leg at Dortmund coming next Thursday.
4: What did you think about those results last night? Give us a call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Four-two for Rangers in Dortmund. Three-one defeat for Celtic at home to the Norwegians of uh, of Bodo Gleamt. And uh, what implications might those results have for uh, the title race upcoming? Let's talk to uh, Derek, who is uh, a Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Hey, uh, good evening, Rob. Good evening, panel. Are you flying? Uh, at, are you flying at ten thousand feet? <laughs>
7: I still don't think uh, it's done and dusted, Rob. Put it that way. Uh, I think if it could be a nervous night
4: at Ibrook still. And it's probably uh, it's probably that second Dortmund goal that makes the difference as well, isn't it? That that just gives them maybe a little more to cling on to and the and the feeling that if they do get that first goal next Thursday, suddenly it's 4-3 and it's maybe game
5: on. Yeah, that that puts a uh, different outlook in a game. No doubt about it, them getting that, that second goal. But I think Rangers looking Rangers are at home. They've got fifty odd thousand fans behind them. If they approach the game in the same manner they did in Dortmund, Rob, I have I have no doubt in my mind um, they can get through. But it's not going to be as easy as it was um, last night. I think Dortmund, um, they've been getting um, pelters from obviously the mm. German media because um, they fully expected them to, to roll Rangers over. But if Rangers, as I said, if Rangers have that same mindset as they did last night, then there's no doubt in my mind Rangers can get through.
4: But Derek, it is pretty ridiculous to be nitpicking about that second Dortmund goal, really, isn't it? Because any win was going to be a big win for, for Rangers last night. I'm not too... I'm not sure how... How many do you think... How many Rangers fans realistically expected a win back from Germany?
7: Uh, I don't think many would have thought that. I, I, I had sort sure of predicted 3-0 defeat, or 3 win defeat. Uh, I didn't expect them to go through. Uh, but I think like in Scottish football as a whole they think with the Celtic game as well that because you've not heard of the club they think Mm. oh the team should be winning it's not as easy as that in Europe is it anymore Uh, do you think Rangers can go on and win the tournament if they get through this tie,
4: Mark?
6: it's a big ask you know it'd be one stage at a time look what you've got to do is if Rangers go over the final huddle on, on Thursday then you sit back you enjoy that you wait and see what the, what the draw is going to, going to bring you but when you get to the stage of the, of the last 16 um, you're 6 games away from the final a wee bit of luck luck of the draw luck on the night the team performing at a high level you're certainly getting to that stage where mm-hmm. it's within your sights and we're sitting beside a guy who's who's been there on that mm-hmm. road to 2008 and I'd been to know when Barry the first time that you thought you actually Got your phone out of your laptop back in the day, 2008, so just to interest, when is the EFA Cup final and, and where's it being held? You know, when you had the thought, you know what, this just might I be tell happening. You,
5: when when natural scored the winning penalty in <laughs> <and> f- <laughs> Florence, that's when I <laughs> when I got my phone out because um, I'd missed the first penalty and I didn't think I was going to get there. No, I I think you've just got to take each game as it as it comes. You can't look too mm-hmm. too far forward for me because I still a lot of top quality teams involved in the the competition and they've still obviously got this second leg against Borussia Dortmund I don't think you'll see the same Borussia Dortmund turn up at Ibrox there's no doubt in my mind about that Um, they'll be hurting and Rangers have got to be wary of that but
4: Rangers are going to grow in belief
5: big time off the back
4: of last night aren't they
5: they've got to and you've seen it when um, Tav scored the penalty you've seen them go up a level you've seen them realise listen we we, we can do this Um, then they got the second goal quickly and then I thought every time Rangers broke forward, they looked like scoring. Um, that, was the, that was the feeling I got watching the game. Um, but listen, I think it's going to be a total different game mm. next Thursday. But listen, Rangers in the driving seat, there's no doubt about that.
4: And if you beat Borussia Dortmund, Mark, if, the, if Rangers do get the job completed next week, then you're fearing nobody beyond that, are you? I mean, yeah, no. there are other good teams in it, no. but not many better with a better reputation than Dortmund.
6: No, and that would be like You know, other teams would when not want to be facing Rangers. You know, we don't want to get the team that's just not Borussia Dortmund out of the of the Europa League. But you're still looking for a wee bit of luck. You're still looking for the the easiest draw um, possible. And at that stage, it's just the sixteen teams in the hat Rob, isn't it? Mm. And, and out they out they come. So, um, look, Barry said, I can understand Derek, and I think we've all got a wee bit carried away. But why not? You know, when you're a Scottish football supporter and you get nights like last night when a Scottish team goes to the Westfalen Stadion and wins 4-2, you lap it up, you enjoy it, you allow yourself to get a wee bit carried away and then come Thursday morning when everybody wakes up and it's game day, you get the reality head back on as Giovanni van Bronckhorst will be saying to his players as soon as Tannadijs is out the road on Sunday, it's a focus, there's a tough 90 minutes ahead. Remember, if Erling Haaland is fit, Mm. you're playing against arguably the best striker in the world or in Europe at that time. Now he can just, he can score out of nothing once, twice, three goals you know so you've got to be mindful of that Axel Wietzel in the middle of part Barry said yeah Dortmund didn't perform well last night but what a team they've got mm. on paper and if they click they can do well and Marco Rose the, the Dortmund Ted's coach he'll be feeling pressure Yeah, he's got to go and turn this he's got to go and turn this around so I do expect Rangers to get through but I do think it'll be a nervy 90 minutes on Thursday at Ibrox.
4: If Rangers do march on in the Europa League, Derek, would, would it concern you at all just about the number of big games, high-intensity games, um, involved when you're chasing this big title?
7: Uh, no, because at the end of the day, I think players would rather play big games than be training. I think the players would rather play a big game, like uh, play big high-profile games be, in the on the training park. I think they would rather
5: in the high profile games Do you so agree, do you agree with that Barry? Up? Yeah listen I th- if you ask my preference as a player mm-hmm. I would rather play games than train three games a week listen it does take its toll at some stage but you look you look at the squad that Rangers have got you look at the bench the quality on, on the bench last night there was Diallo there was Devo Glen Camara Ramsey guys like that so they've still got a strong squad if Gio wants to freshen up at times but listen it does take your toll when you play three games a week it's tough on you but the way that players are looked after now Rob in terms of sports science and the recovery methods that they do now um, it shouldn't affect them playing three games
4: and this this is fami- familiar but, but, but territory right? for, for Rangers, isn't it? The 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 last sixteen. But but going further, going deeper into the competition means big games all the way through potentially to to the games that will decide who wins this
6: bonanza premiership prize, well, Mark. I've not I've not got all the games in in front of me in terms of um Stephen Gerard, like you know, the last two or three seasons, but, but unless I'm mistaken, you know. Rangers record away from home was really really good Yeah, and it was they slipped was it, was it Sparta Prague or Slavia Prague at Ibrox one of the mm-hmm. times it was once or twice when you thought they'd done the hard bit away from home they slipped up at home so I think they've got to be mindful um, of that but listen they've given themselves an outstanding chance Robin and I'll say it again I I'm just being honest when the draw was made I thought well I think that's it you know go, go and put up a fight keep the tie alive for getting it back to the Ibrox make sure you get a full house etc 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 so he come away with four two, and I know some people may be a, a wee bit greedy that it's no four one, because um, maybe four to be honest, maybe four one was a fairer reflection mm. in the ninety minutes of play. Yep. Um, so that that's when we that just makes you at four one. I don't think there's any doubt, but at four two, it just gives you that wee niggle. Final thought from you, Derek. Uh, can I
7: ask Barry a question? Yes. Uh, will I... Uh, would you, do you think you'll be back in as a manager one day somewhere or
5: is that you finished with management um, to be honest Derek, I'm just going to just chill out and go and be a, a supporter again and go and watch football on a, a Saturday and I'll just see what happens in the in the future to be honest with you but I'm going to take a bit of time out I think that's the best thing um, for me at this moment in time and as I say I'll go and watch a few games and that's starting on Saturday I was actually going to go down and watch my local team Aki's but I've just noticed that my young nephew is playing at at third part, so I think he'll take a trip over to third part and watch Lewis playing for for Aberdeen on Saturday.
4: Good question, Derek. Thanks for your call. Cheers, thanks, mate. Cheers, Derek
1: just like the cutting edge in the front third that cost us, and they, had, you know, they were very, very clinical with the chances they got. In a game of football we know that goals change the context of the game. It's a very good result for us against a very quality team. wanted
2: to take a result back to Glasgow. Go.
3: The Gore Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! <laughs>
4: Jim Goodwin set to be announced as the new Aberdeen manager on the way out at St Mirren and uh, both clubs indicating that uh, talks have taken place. Uh, Our understanding on the Co Radio Football Show is that those talks have been concluded and he will be the new Aberdeen manager. wonder if he will be in the dugout tomorrow at Far Park Uh, alongside Barry in the heated, comfy seats in the director's box. Uh, you'll, you'll need to get yourself sorted out I'll for that be one. I'll in the
5: director's box. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, I'll be somewhere in a corner hiding, um, <laughs> watching the game. But I, I'm looking forward. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, I'm glad you tomorrow. discovered
4: that it was on tomorrow. and that Because uh, the nephew wouldn't be chuffed if you were free and
5: you didn't oh, go to yeah, watch him play. What is, Rob? Uh, Automatically look at my local team and mm. that's a place I used to go and watch when, when I was younger and I couldn't get to Rangers games I always went down and watched um, Aki's place. so that was the first port of call but then when I come in here I noticed that obviously um, Aberdeen were down at Fur Park, which is not too far for me as well so I'll take a trip over with um, a couple of my mates and, and watch Lewis um, hopefully perform well
4: Quite handy coming in here on a Friday. It allows you to plan your weekend, doesn't it? Uh, Last night, two big results. uh, Dortmund 2, Rangers 4 in the Europa League. Giovanni van Bronckhorst.
2: You know, it's a result, a very good result for us, you know, against... uh... Very quality team, big team in Europe. You know, we wanted to take a result back to us to uh, to Glasgow to get a you know a good game next week. I think we achieved that with two goal difference. We we take back. Proud of the performance the players uh, have shown today, and uh, you know we also know it's we're only halfway. Still one game to be played, but to come here and score four away goals in Europe, it's I think it's a achievement. A very good achievement. So uh, more than happy with the result and especially also the, the performance.
4: We've talked a bit about Rangers already. We're going to talk about Celtic now on the back of Celtic 1. Bodo Glimp, the Norwegian champions, three last night in the East End of Glasgow. Uh, a big battle on Celtic's hands to stay in the Europa Conference League when they go uh, beyond the, the edge of the Arctic Circle next Thursday.
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's another challenge for us. I mean, you know, it's uh, it was, it's never going to be smooth. It was never going to be smooth for us this year. So it's just another challenge for us. We've had plenty this year. Um, you know, I know people you know, have kind of said that, you know, as I said all along, we're not... You know, this wave of momentum, people think there's... Football always has a way of making sure it um, keeps you really focused in one way or another. And the result tonight gives us an opportunity to show how we respond to that. And the first opportunity is Sunday against Dundee. As you said, the better managerial change. The last couple of results haven't been too bad. So again, it'll be a tough opponent for us, but we've just got to show people that the same way we've reacted positively to every other challenge we've had this year, we've got to react positively to this.
4: Barry, you were watching both games on your 175-inch screen um, in the cinema in Ferguson Towers last night. Um, what, did, what did you make about the, the
5: Celtic game? What about Bodo Glimp? Did Celtic underestimate them? Um I, I think you've got to give credit to Bodo Glimp in terms of their, their performance. I was I was so impressed with them, Rob. I've got to be honest with you. I, I've only seen them in highlights, as probably most people have. Um, that's the first 90 minutes I've seen them close up. And as I said, um, I thought they were a a well-drilled unit. I thought there was a lot of very good players in their team. They showed a real calmness on the ball. And there were some players, as I said, that I never knew too much about. But now I think people will stand up and take notice. Uh, Bodo Glimt is a, a very good football team, um, as I said. I don't think Celtic would have went into the game underestimating them. I think Postacoglu would have watched them. Um and obviously, went through all the and sort of analyse the way that they play. Um, but sometimes you just got to hold your hand up and say you come up against a better team on the night. And mm. certainly, Bodo Glimp for me thoroughly deserved that win. But as I said to you, you've got to be impressed with them. Um, I was so impressed with some of the players, so backing out in the right hand side guys like that who I hadn't heard they, not mm. seen much of. Um, but. As I said, Celtic are still in it. They got that goal back. The only disappointing thing, I, I think, for Celtic's point is conceding straight after it. That's when you're, you're most vulnerable, um, when you score a goal. So that, that'll that be annoying post-Akoglu. But for me, Celtic are still in the tie. Yeah, They've got to go over to Norway in a positive frame of mind, um, thinking that they can um, get through the tie. But it will be a hard one, as I said, because Bodo Glimp, for me, were very impressive on the night. I just wondered, Mark, that because of
4: the build up to it, because of what we were all talking about, Boru Glimpse, their season ended on the 12th of December. They hadn't played in nearly 10 weeks. They were doing their warm weather training in Spain their league season doesn't resume till April they've got a cup game in mid-March so so it's very much pre-season for them they'd also lost four of their best players sold during their winter winter break and I just wondered whether even subconsciously some of the Celtic players went into it thinking if we do what we're doing and Celtic have been flying of course they would have steamrolled
6: them last night uh, yeah I mean I think on paper if you look at before the game I, I think most people would have, would have expected Celtic to win myself included um I was stunned at Rangers winning 4-2 in Germany. I was just as stunned at Bodo winning 3-1 at Parkhead last night because of all the circumstances that you've just mentioned um, there, Rob. But it just goes to show that you know you never take anything for granted um, in European football. I think Barry's right. That, that, that the thing that will probably anger Ange Postecoglou and the players most is losing that third goal. You know, 2-1 is a big difference from 3-1. But the, the the upside for Celtic of what's got to give them hope next Thursday, travelling to Norway, is that they have um, shown in European football this season that they can score away from home. They can score a number of goals um, away from home, and the key to it for Celtic is to try and get the first goal. Get the first goal, then then it's it's game on. Um, it's wide open, and you just hope that that Joe Hart and and Carter Vickers and Starfield and those guys have a top night. You know that that are just unbreakable um, that night and if Celtic can go and get a couple of goals at the other end which are capable of doing then they've given themselves uh, a right good chance but you know credit to Bodo it just shows that the 6-1 win over Roma wasn't there a flash in the pan yeah. they were to be taken seriously despite losing all those players and despite basically being in the middle uh, of their pre-season so you see at some point you've actually got to see as much as it's disappointing to see a Scottish team lose um, in Europe you've got to give uh, Bodo every plot that's gone because they got it absolutely spot on last night.
4: Mark speaking there about the difference Barry between 2-1 and 3-1 but also the timing of the goal it was a flattener wasn't it because Celtic had just scored with about 10 minutes to go suddenly from 2-0 to 2-1 and everyone in the ground thinking right that's it back alive Celtic can now maybe equalise or even turn the whole tie around and then they concede almost immediately up at the other end.
5: Yeah that, that's something that I get brought up with all the coaches that I worked under as a young boy are getting into my a professional uh, time as a player when you score a goal you're at your most vulnerable for two or three minutes you need to make sure everybody's uh, concentrated um, you keep your a good shape about you and that's something that I heard Callum McGregor interview after it a bit of naivety mm-hmm. and I totally get where, where Callum McGregor's coming from um, and that's something that that the team need to learn it's a new team it's a new group um, but that's that, that was a sore one for Celtic because um, that was only a real bit of quality I think Celtic showed in the night. Juranovic oh. with, with a quality ball made with a, with a great header. Then you think at that stage, can they get the equaliser or can they get in at full time 2-1? And then it's a, a different story. But to concede that goal, albeit it was a deflection, just thought the guy had too much room oh. when he got cut back to him. Yeah. Nobody was closing him down. So... That's something that I'm sure Postacoglu would have been angry about after the game.
6: Yeah, I, I think that looking at Celtic last night, Rob, I think there was the usual intensity, there was certainly a willingness, I don't think anybody dropped off or, or whatever, but that bit of quality, mm. like if you compare it to the Rangers game two or three weeks ago when everything clicked for mm. them on the night last night, in the final third particularly, where it's the most important part of the pitch to create your chances and get goal-scoring opportunities, most of their final passes were half a yard a yard out. You know, just were, wasn't he never uh-huh. inch perfect. and perfect and and they suffer for that. You know, European football, you've got to get it spot on, and I think that was a problem for Celtic last night. Final ball just lacked the precision required to go and get proper goals, scoring chances,
4: and just a little bit of sparkle was seemed to be lacking from players like Jota and Abada, who've been on such top form, Barry.
5: Yeah, we've praised them. That was probably the quietest game I've seen Jota have in a Celtic jersey. But listen, you've seen it when Jota got on the ball, they doubled up on him. Mm. Didn't want him uh, giving him any space to, to run. When you give a, a player of the quality Jota a space, he, he's going to hurt you. So I think they certainly Bodo had done their, their homework. Yeah. But in terms of the the match winners for Celtic last night, they were very quiet on the night.
4: Barry rightly said, Mark, that that this is not over. There the is Celtic are two goals behind. It's the way they play as they blast out of the blocks uh, in Boda next week. Um, but. They're going inside the Arctic Circle. It's going to be well below zero. It's going—I think it's windy as well. I think it's pretty. It's going to be blowing a gale. It's going to be. There's going to be snow. It's an artificial surface. Michael Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly batty. Certainly certainly batty. Batty. (laughs) Same hairstyle and (laughs) (laughs) certainly batty as a description. Yeah, but but they know the conditions. I just think it's it's going to be a tall order for Celtic because. It's a bit like Rangers scoring one at Ibrox. I think if 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 Border glimpse get a goal mm-hmm. against Celtic, I yeah. just think I can't see any way back.
6: No, well, I I I think the key for me for for Celtic is, is, is definitely scoring first. If Celtic score first, maybe I'm just stating the obvious, but if Celtic score first, I can see them still going through. Uh, if they concede one, or, or, or Bodo get back to one-one, you know, I I I think Celtic. I can't see them progressing uh, to the last sixteen. As I say. I think if you look at Celtic under Ange, you know, their away performances, they're just as comfortable away from home as they are at home, if not actually more comfortable away from home, um, Rob. So I wouldn't rule them out, but they've given themselves a hell of a task to get through. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Bodo are favourites, you have to say that for sure, on their own pitch, conditions into account. Although the conditions for the Celtic players, I don't think there's any guys in there that you could say you know, that, that, that old saying, you know, would they fancy it at Inverness on a Tuesday night? I don't think you can label that at any of the Celtic players or, or no. Ange's team. They've shown beyond any doubt that that doesn't matter. Mm. It's about actually just performing at the levels that he demands. They dipped last night. They didn't quite reach the high levels. The effort was there. But let's say, I think the final ball was just a wee bit um, off the mark too often last night. But um, it's a tough ask, but I wouldn't rule them out.
4: It was more a lack of quality, wasn't it? I think Mark's right, isn't it? There, there, there was everything in the way of attitude and the energy, and Celtic just trying to do the things they normally do, but but it was they they couldn't produce the quality in the key areas. Barry, that that Bodo Glimp certainly did.
5: Well, that's where they've been. Um, they've been really strong this season. When they get in the final third, they've been ruthless. Um, last night, it just quite wasn't working for them in terms of the final pass or the the, the final cross into the box. Um, and as I said to you. The one real bit of quality that Celtic showed in the night, they scored the goal. Um, Juranovic with a great ball and great movement for Mieda and a great header. So you get nights like that, Rob. It's what one of the nights Celtic just weren't at it in terms of quality. But in terms of effort, they still got about the pitch and they still gave everything. Um, and as I said, sometimes you've got to just say after the game, look, the better team won on the night. But... For me, you've got to go in with the attitude in the next game that you've got every opportunity getting through. Because one thing about Celtic is they do create chances normally and they do score goals, even away from home. So I'm sure Bodo, eh, Bodo manager and the players, will know what's going to be happening next Thursday night when Celtic come to town. They they know Celtic will come out the traps and go for them. Um, So I wouldn't rule Celtic out Um, in this tie, as I said to you. they've, They've shown certainly away from home that they can still score goals. It Could be a useful
4: reality check for Celtic as well. I'm not sure I'd be brave enough to throw a reality check at at, Andrew, at a media conference. Could he give me you'll, a few: I' I'd, yeah. I'd get a few mates in, in response. Um, but you know, what Celtic have done at times this team this season to teams? Uh-huh. Um, not so easy when you're up against a, a team of real quality. Last night, who took everything Celtic were throwing at them and, and responded pretty impressively as well. I just wonder whether you know Celtic can actually use this as a positive to to, to drive on to 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 get well, to go you've, further. You've, you've got to
6: look at it that way, Robbie You've got to come out of a, a negative, uh, a big night in Europe, and um, you know react to it. And that's exactly that was the the, the key message from the manager at full time last night, and he's pretty earlier today in his presser. As it's now about how we react, and that starts on Sunday. And with the greatest respect to the Europa Conference League and, and Bodo it is a bit Sunday. It is a bit beaten Dundee, mm. and making sure you stay top of the table because Rangers are playing first at Tyre So, expect Rangers to win that game. That would therefore put Rangers top of the table. Um, come two o'clock uh, on Sunday afternoon, then Celtic kick off an hour later. So, it's that is of paramount importance, and the European football as a bonus, uh, and I'm not just saying that because Celtic have had a defeat, that is the outlook, particularly this season of all seasons, was a 35 to 40 million quid, um, riding on the next 12 league games. So, it's about Sunday in front of your own supporters, and having a positive reaction, because if you get a good result on Sunday against Indy, you're automatically travelling to Norway on a high, and therefore you think, yeah, we, we, can, we can go and do something over here. If you slip up on Sunday, then you know you're, you're creating a problem for yourself.
4: I wonder what former Celtic striker Harold Bratback thought of last night. He, of course, a Norwegian ex of Rosenborg and uh, scored some big goals for Celtic. Well, we will ask him because he will be joining us on the show uh, sometime after six o'clock on the back of that uh, shock result last night at uh, Celtic Park and shock in a good way for Rangers in Dortmund.
1: We just like the cutting edge in the front third that cost us and they, had to they were very, very clinical with the chances they got. In a game of football, we know that goals change the context of the game. It's a very good result for us against a very
2: quality team. wanted to take a result back to Glasgow. Glasgow.
3: The Good Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! go, go.
4: News just with us that Morton manager Dougie Emery has been banned for 10 matches, uh, four of them suspended by the Scottish FA for historic betting offences. Emery was accused of gambling on games between 2011 and 2019. Cove Rangers coach Gordon Young has been given the same punishment for breaches between 2014 and 2021 and our both midfielder Gavin swanky has been banned for eight games, four of them suspended uh, for bets placed between 2012 and this season. Morton say they're disappointed with the severity of Imri's punishment and they've asked for an explanation Of the reasons, Uh, they say upon receipt of that, the club will discuss with Doogie the possibility of of an appeal against the decision Uh, they say the club board would like to reaffirm its backing of Doogie in this process. And those three were among 14 people charged in January with violating the Scottish FA's blanket ban on footballers, coaches and staff betting on any matches so that uh, just with us the news we're expecting any time now is the appointment of uh, Jim Goodwin as manager of Aberdeen and of course since we last spoke Barry, uh, Mark McGee
5: is the manager of Dundee Yeah, but, um, look first and foremost I was surprised about James McPick um, being, being sacked by Dundee after the week he had going to Tynecastle getting a fantastic result in um, the Scottish Cup Monday night the game that you were doing um, look they weren't great but job done mm-hmm. into the quarter finals and I just think James McPake at least deserved until the end of the season but listen Dundee have made a decision and they brought in Mark McGee one thing you're going to get Mark McGee is experience um, he's been about the game a, a, a long time um, the only issue is he's um, he's banned mm. from the sidelines I think it's a six game ban um, that he got down in what, was it England? I think it was Motherwell, was I, it think the it was, Motherwell? I think Motherwell was dating yeah. back to
4: his days at Motherwell wasn't yeah. it before years ago or something so
5: that, that's going to obviously um, as a manager you want to be on the sidelines with, with, with your team but listen I'm disappointed for James McPake but listen it's also good to see an experienced manager um, back in the game in Mark McGee and he kicks off at Celtic
4: on Sunday. Nice easy one to start with for Mark as the, as the Dundee uh, manager. Big results last night. Not a good run for us. Celtic, beaten 3 1 at home by Bodo Glimp, the Norwegian champions. But what a night for Rangers. 4 2 they won in Dortmund against Borussia, second leg at Ayrbrox. Next Thursday, let's talk to Jason, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Jason. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you?
8: Fantastic. Well, I'm mean, very happy Rangers supporter today. I've had a spring in my step all last afternoon. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to come on and sort of. Gloat. Uh, oh, <laughs> go, yeah, that's it. I wanted to come on and applaud the players for yeah. last night. I didn't have too much um, hope going into the game, if I'm quite honest with you. I mean, if somebody said, you know, we'll get a draw beforehand, I'd have had a bit in their hand off mm. it. Um, but I just. I, I, one point I wanted to come on and make was that. Um, obviously, the, the the signings of Ramsey and Diallo, albeit on loan from Juventus and Man United, now obviously they they have came here uh, as part of a deal to play to, to play to play games to play football to get minutes in the legs. Obviously, they've not been getting much game time at their retrospective clubs uh, in Italy and, and obviously down south. Um, but I mean, the performances that the team's putting in just now, for me, I think Lundstrom's you know been a, a mainstay in that team over the last sort of three or four games. Last night, I thought he was brilliant. Um, and also Arfield as well and I, when I'm looking at the team sheet last night I think Lundstrom's probably got that jersey and I, I think it would be unfair for him to, to sort of be that, stripped of that and likewise the Arfield. so I just wanted to see what the panel's thoughts were obviously they have came up here expecting game time, big names, big money um, but the way the team's playing just now it seems settled, everyone knows their jobs they're working well together and even though they're fantastic players Aaron Ramsey and of, of course Diallo I struggle to see how it would be fair right now to, to actually get them into the starting lineup when everyone's you know, playing so well on the team.
4: Barry, are you surprised that John Lundström has come back into prominence? Um, because he did look out of it for a while, didn't he?
5: He did look out of it, but I, I think I say it at the, the start of the season, Rob. Um, when Stephen Gerrard signed him, um, they've signed a real good player. I'd watched a lot of Sheffield United um, because young John Fleck, was playing there I always keep an eye on on young John Fleck and Lundstrom did stand out in the Sheffield United team and I thought it was a real good uh, signing to start with Look, it's took him a bit of time to settle Um, he's come under a bit of unfair criticism I think at times Um, because you've got to give people a bit of time to to settle in but listen it's the old firm you don't get much time but lately as I said since the, the old firm game he got brought in against Hearts and Hibs I thought he was excellent, and again last night he, he was outstanding. Um, so it's good to see that now people are appreciating what a good player um Lindstrom is. Um, I thought him and Ryan Jack now are starting to uh, build up a good relationship in the middle of the park. It's Rangers' strongest area for me because there's a lot of competition for places. But listen, I'm delighted because I like I like seeing people do well, and it must have been hard for Lindstrom because listen, he's only human. You you, you read and you watch what people do comment on you. Um, and I'm just delighted that he's got the opportunity and now he's shown what a right, good football player he is.
4: And Jason, here's the manager talking about the two Barrys just mentioned They're together, so effective. Jack and Lundström.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Ryan is... Uh, I'm really happy to have him uh, back in the team. Uh, he was struggling with uh, injuries, as, as we all know, but... Um, you know, I think together with with John, you see the impact they have um, for the team. You know, offensively but also defensively. And uh, I think those uh, those two had a really great performance today as well. I mean, your midfield is always probably the most important uh, part of your squad because it uh, it will help defense. It would also help the offense. So. I think today our midfield was excellent and uh, John and, and Ryan really put in uh, a good um, a good performance as well. Jason, another top performer and he has been of late, hasn't he?
4: Alfredo Morelos, uh, since he kept back from international duty, he's been fighting on all cylinders. I was looking at some figures today. I think when Steven Gerrard was there, he scored 6-19 in 19, and since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has taken over, it's 10-12. in 12. That seems to be a partnership, uh, Van Bronckhorst and Morelos, that's working well
8: the the Morelos um, sort of saga if you want to call it he was he, you know he, he went through these phases playing, playing for Rangers where one minute he was firing the next minute he looked like he was maybe a bit down and um, you know you were wondering when he was going to hit form and he would maybe go four or five games without scoring and it was kind of up and down but obviously now he's he's found a bit of form and I I think personally probably a, a big part of that is having having Roy McKay as a as a, a striking coach you know you will learn will a lot from him. Um, and when you're watching him play now The Morelos of maybe one, two years ago When he was holding the ball up well He looked fit, he looked strong He was wanting to get on the ball at all times um, And playing with passion You can see last night when he scored that second goal well, both the goals um, You can tell that how much it means to him He loves scoring goals um, and he loves playing for Rangers, you know. So, as long as that's the case, I'll, I'll I'll always be a happy man. I'll always be a happy man.
4: The other player who really caught the eye last night, apart from the ones we've already mentioned, Ryan Kent, uh, right back to his best form, which is
6: fantastic, Mark. Oh, a performance like that from Ryan Kent was long long overdue, Robin. Now, what Ryan Kent has to do is show that level of consistency. You know, it's, it's not good enough doing it for forty-five minutes or, or every now and again. Ryan, Ryan Kent should be ripping it up every week now if he can play that against Borussia Dortmund he should be terrorising defences week in week out so that's the level that he's got to because we know it's there for whatever reason he's just not shown it um, often enough I think Jason's point about Fredo Morelos is absolutely spot on about Roy McKay's um, influence I think it's a great point it's something I think that not enough clubs have got as a striker coach it's so important to get the match winners um, as best as they, as, as they possibly can be and I think that's where Giovanni Van Bronckhurst deserves a lot of credit because it's not just about what he does, what we see 90 minutes on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Thursday night. It's about what he's identified behind the scenes by doing his homework and being diligent. And he's clearly um, had his card marked that, there's, that Alfredo Morelos hasn't been in the happiest of places for whatever reason. And he's found a way to get the best out of Morelos again. Whether that's putting an arm around him, whether it's just sending him away with Roy Mackay, whatever it may be, It's brilliant management by Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And I was really pleased for him more than anybody last night, Rob, because I think since he's arrived at Rangers, he's never had an ego. It's never been about him. He took a dunt a couple of weeks ago with the Celtic performance. We could see he was absolutely stunned um, by it. But right away, he got the players back to winning ways. He gave a couple of the players their character. He didn't hold back. Told them exactly what needed to be told. And if you're not going to join him, you're not going to step up, you're not going to beat the club. So the players have responded positively. So for Giovanni van Bronckhorst, I think he's handled himself superbly well since he's taken over from Steven Gerrard. And again last night, enjoy the moment. But, as Barry said, feet back in the ground. You know, no messing about. Tough game on Sunday Then an even tougher, probably 90 minutes to come against Dortmund at Ibrook's on Thursday night.
4: It's one of those results Jason isn't it that you try to put in perspective at this point we talked about it right at the top of the show with, with Barry it's got to be up there with uh, some of Rangers best ever away showings in Europe.
8: Uh, 100%. Um, I, you, you used the word stunned there a minute ago I was pretty much stunned at what I was witnessing last night it took me back to the Lyon game where we went across to France and put uh, free past a, a very good Lyon side mm-hmm. and the go at the back of the net you're kind of like come on a- do you know? Is this actually happening? Do you know? It was one of them, yeah. like I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. But the thing is, with with Ryan, you touched on the Ryan Kent point there. That he's a frustrating player. He's a great player. I Don't get me wrong. He's got a lot of tricks in the bag, and and when he's on his when he's on his game, he's he's on his game, and he, he he's a mainstay in that in that mm-hmm. Rangers side. But consistency is a yeah. big uh, factor in football, and unfortunately, Ryan Kent does kind of go hot and cold. So I'm hoping. For confidence wise, he's going to be leaving that game last night, knowing that he's put on a top show against a top side, um, you know, yeah. a, 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 in a European competition. So hopefully that gives him a wee bit of confidence to go into the game at, at Tannadice on Sunday and, and do the same thing. Um, and we can get another three points, I and mean, then obviously a massive game at, at Ibrox on Thursday night, which I'm I'm very looking forward to. I think the atmosphere at yeah. uh, Ibrox on Thursday is going to be um pretty special. So um, hopefully we can get a, get a good win on Sunday. Head tie Ibrox on Thursday night, get through to the next round, and um, yeah, I think within the Rangers camp as a fan, after the Celtic game, there was a lot of questions being asked. Um, but Rangers have came back and answered the questions and and more, you know. So uh, really pr- proud of the players and and the manager for the way that he's sort of uh, galvanised everyone and uh, got us back to winning ways.
4: Well said. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for your call, Jason. All the best Another hour of football chat on the way And we'll have former
0: Celtic striker Harold
4: Bratt back with us
0: Where do taxi drivers go When they need to buy a taxi? Well the taxi centre have supplied cars To the trade for over 20 years And they stock a huge range of motors From the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes Nissan, Ford, Hyundai You name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates Minibuses, prestige cars The lot, all under one roof Ready for immediate collection Or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi where would you go? taxicenter.com. trade only
4: there was due to be a game played tonight in Scotland in the Championship at East End Park between Dunfermline and Partick Thistle. It's off uh, a waterlogged pitch uh, and that one will not now go ahead. I was accused of being Sean Batty earlier on the show and I'm just... Uh, re- re- it's a recurring theme, really, because there's a, an inspection uh, yeah. tomorrow morning, Mark, I think, in Perth, isn't there, for St.
6: Johnson against Hearts? Yeah, 10 o'clock um, inspection, Rob, so um, see how that one goes. Obviously, big game for, for both clubs, St. Johnston... Uh, back at the bottom of the table needing to get to get some wins played very well against Aberdeen on on Tuesday night another um, poor refereeing decision I I think that Gavin Duncan I don't know what you think Rob you were at the game as well but it was never a penalty kick poor poor uh, decision and for Hearts to get back to winning ways unusually for them I don't think they've won in three or four um, games now but you know um, Hearts always capable I think of winning um, any game so I think that would be a cracker but um, it may well fall Fall victim to the weather um, but we'll wait and see
4: They're in a really strong position Hearts despite stuttering a little bit of late Barry uh, but they, they've they got a firm hold of third place in the table and it looks as if the battle is on for fourth place and and there's quite a few teams who've got an interest in that at the moment
5: Yep, for me it's Hearts to throw away Um been really impressed uh, with Robbie's team come up for the championship last year um, a lot of people were thinking that happy to finish 6th place um, but listen I've been impressed watched him a number of times he's got a good team he's got a certain way of playing uh, and they've got goal scorers and match winners um, in the team so for me Hearts are nailed on to, to finish in 3rd um, I know they've no won in a few games but listen I think they'll, they'll get back to winning ways if the game's on tomorrow because I do believe that Robbie's got a, a really good um, group of players up there a strong group of players as well there's a lot of competition for places as well you look at their bench Yeah, there's guys that could easily um, get in the starting in 11 um, so things are looking really good for Robbie because he came in for a bit of criticism last year but he'd done what he had to do got them promoted mm. won them in the league and now they're flying high in third place yeah he's certainly doing the business
4: this season as well uh, they've got a good uh uh, points advantage there in third place so St. Johnson Hearts keep an eye out for that one if uh, that's a game you're thinking about going to because there's an inspection in the morning and I think it's a snowball fight at McDermott Park at the moment so we'll see what happens with that one uh, Motherwell against Aberdeen at Fir Park that will be Barry plus a few thousand others uh, watching uh, Jim Goodwin uh, you would imagine is going to be taking charge for the first time of the Dons. Uh, Livingston against St. Mirren uh, and Hibs against ross County. Those are the four Saturday games um, and the action comes around really quickly again for Rangers and Celtic off the back of last night, doesn't it? It's 12 noon at Tannadice for Rangers, Barry, and then Celtic-Dundee at three.
5: Yeah, listen, it's a tough one for Rangers. It's always tough, no matter um, if you've got up at Tannadice when they're not doing so well at this moment in time. After a great result last night, the best I've seen them, I've got to be honest with you, um, now it's feet in the ground and focus on making sure You come away with Dice with three points. It's not how you play. Listen, it's a bonus if you play really well. The most important thing after the 90 minutes is you're coming off that pitch with three points. So Dundee United
4: Rangers Celtic Dundee, um, your thoughts, Mark, about uh, the other Mark, Mark McGee uh, getting the job as James McPake's replacement, and what a start for him against one of his old teams, of course.
6: Yeah, beginning back to, to Celtic Park. First of all, you know, I feel for James McPake. You know, uh, it was it was the timing more than anything else that surprised me, uh, Rob. I thought you know that he might have been a shaky peg a, a few weeks ago even before the winter break I think you know, Ross County took five off the mm. deep days but he seemed to turn the corner good win against Hearts won in the Scottish Cup on Monday night and then all of a sudden he's lost his job um, so yeah it, w- it was a a, a a strange one but Matt McGee is in the door um, I know Mark I like Mark you remember him his first time round at, at Motherwell when he came up here to manage for the first time um, it was sensational um, Not back the Hearts job um, at that time Romanov wanted to, to get him in Gordon Strachan pushed him for the Celtic job when Gordon left in the summer of 2009 you know pushed him at Desmond to a point um, Mark, but Celtic ended up going with uh, Tony Mowbray uh, that summer um, and he's had a few other jobs assisting uh, Gordon with the Scotland uh, national team just the, the, the thing I, I want to see him do well because I like Mark but I'm just surprised because he's not in the dugout for six games and I know that Matt's playing that down but that's vital mm. for me as I'm talking in mean, that spec Jim good wouldn't he be in the dugout tomorrow mm-hmm that's his job yeah. that's, that's a big part of it I mean Barry knows he's a manager he's been a manager for six or seven years at 90 minutes on the Saturday being there close to your players is the most important part um, of the week so I think Matt's played it down but that's a major huddle um, to overcome but I wish him the best of luck
4: The Go Radio Football Show is delighted to welcome to the programme the former Celtic striker Norwegian international as well Harold Bratback Harold how are you?
9: I am good, thank you, thank you. I'm fine.
4: uh you, you've got, but you're back, back, back home safely, are you?
9: Yeah, just, just around home, uh, and uh, yeah, but it's, uh, well, it's uh, not a far distance anyway. But it's uh, always good to be back. But Also nice to visit uh, Celtic
4: Park, of course. You didn't fly, you didn't fly the plane home yourself, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't this time. That will be the next time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the game last night,
1: Harold?
9: Well, I must uh, first of all uh, honour Bordeleens for playing a good game, good organised team, uh, some good key players, uh, and uh, yeah, well they did a good job. Although T1, it's not it's not done yet, but it's going to be an uphill run for for Celtic, and I think uh, I I don't think Celtic was too bad in the midfield. I feel that where they lost the game was uh, not uh, tough enough. Uh, on pressurizing the back four of burghlipton and uh, and not they're they're a bit rusty in the back as well so yeah so that uh, that made it difficult for them I,
4: th- I think a lot of us were really surprised at the result harold uh, you know f- simply because celtic have been flying as you know uh, in scottish football um and also Buda Glimp t- hadn't played since the 12th of december they're not back in the league till the 3rd of april They've been on their training camp in Spain. They've they've changed personnel as they always do during the winter break. Four four players, four key players had been had been sold, and I think the expectation was that 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 uh, that Celtic might win quite comfortably last night. But it was anything but.
9: Yes, that's true. But I am not surprised. The only thing I think, uh, well, the two factors that I've been uh, surprised by is that the new players have. Come into the team so quickly, and as you said, uh, it's early February, and it's been it's been a while since they played. But also, this is the first important game for the season, and it starts already in February. So that's really impressive. But uh, but I do think that uh, what the uh, I mean to sum it up, I think that the the Budurim team was definitely better organized than Celtic last night. And if you look at each position, player by player. I also think that, well, maybe, been the best part here as well because they they had some good good individual skills as well. So, if you I mean if you I mean, even if you if you Celtic if you're not up for the task uh, collectively and individually then you lose such a game. So uh, it's just too bad for Celtic that it wouldn't wouldn't be only one one goal because uh, the the away goal advantage is, is gone. So. They they could have been well off with two one, but three one is going to be as yeah. like I said. Yeah, it makes a big, run
4: makes a big difference, doesn't it? We've got Barry Ferguson and Mark Greedy with us in the in the studio, and Barry, you were really impressed with uh, with Bodo Glimt the, the the quality of their performance.
5: Yeah, I had only seen highlights, Rob. If I'm being honest with you, and um, I thought tactically they were a well-drilled unit, but technically they would some really good players, um, and I was I, I was so impressed. Cam on the ball. Guys, that could handle the football, um, and for me, they thoroughly deserved the win last night. There's a lot of people can go on and say Celtic weren't at their best, but you've got to give credit to Bodo, because mm. Bodo, for me, were the team that were um, on the on the ascendancy. And as I said to you, um, I, I was just impressed that all the players throughout the team could handle the football when they were under pressure. They wanted to take the ball, um, so not that's the first time. First time, sorry, I've seen them live. And I was very impressed by them. Give us an idea, Harold, about what sort of budget they are on. You know, how would you equate the, their their budget
4: compared with, say, a Scottish a Scottish team?
9: Uh, that's 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 a bit fun actually, because uh, if you, uh, I mean, last year the, the 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 budget was quite big because obviously they made some some income from from going to Europe as well. But I think the budget for last year was around uh, eight million pounds. So that just puts it into perspective, but that also tells you that, the, I mean, the money counts, of course, and they do count more and more in football. But it shows you that if you do the teamwork and if you do your preparations well, you are able to compete against the best teams. And uh, even even when you play, bringing players, they don't play bring in players that necessarily have a name or have a reputation. But they, I mean, look at the left back. He did a good job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he he passes on his own half. His opponent on 20 yards and just that it would ease but i mean that's that's the guy three months ago playing in the second level in norway yeah. so that tells you how the budget doesn't count that much but oh i mean anyway the budget is important but that's not where the hard work is, is done that's done on the on the park and, and from monday through through saturday and then you will be well prepared for saturday for sunday
4: yeah, he, he was making his debut last night, Mark, the, the left back, who, who looked a real player and a half. And, and also, uh, SP already got the first goal. Uh, that was his debut as well. So that, it just tells you about a team that's just coming together. But but uh, it seems as if they're just able to slot players in and, and the well, they, approach remains the same.
6: Well, they do, because that, that, that shows, yeah. as Harold says, that, 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 that they're well-drilled, they're coached, that they work very hard, even though they're on their, their pre-season. It's not a jolly. They've not been in Spain on a holiday. They've been working hard, they've prepared very well for the Celtic game. The, the coach and his backroom staff have clearly given the correct information to the players. And you know, what, what Harold's saying about Bodo, probably very similar, but about his Rosenberg team 20 years ago. Not household names, mm-hmm. but look at some of the results they got in Europe. You know, I think won the Norwegian title 10 or 11 um in a row under Niels Anna Egan. So when you look at that, you know, you don't need to be a household name. And maybe that's where the, the Norwegian football uh, is underestimated, but clearly Bodo you know, beating Roma six one early in this season, going to Celtic Park, beating a very confident and capable Celtic team three um, one, um, just goes to show that there's talent that will be picked up, and that's why, as you said, Rob, many times tonight, that four of the players have been sold since the, the the Norwegian season ended on December the twelfth, and the clubs that they've gone to, you know, they're they're, they're going to big clubs, you know, they're going to good leagues, so that shows the quality, and the secret is to replace quality with quality and they've managed to do it in a very uh, a very small um, budget Harold because of that third goal
4: uh, what chance do you give Celtic next week uh, north of the, the Arctic Circle
9: well uh, first of all uh, they, there is still a chance uh, and 2-1 would have been so much better than 3-1 uh, but having said that them scored yesterday after six minutes if Celtic scores the first goal next week after six minutes, they're only one goal away from having extra time or even having a chance to, to win it. So it is, I wouldn't say it's, it's, um, uh, uh, it's not um, impossible, but the, they have to do some stuff. They have to do some work uh, because bullying, I, I know I was speaking to the chairman of Buda uh, last night and normally when they play a game, uh, uh, they go into the dressing room, they win. And it's, I mean, there's, there's I mean, there's cheers and there's shouting and there's so many things they do to to really celebrate the victory. But uh, yesterday, when they came into the dressing room, there was not one cheer, there was not not too many smiles. The only thing they said was, "This is just halfway." <laughs> so they are really well prepared, and that's that's what they're going to do coming into to next week's game. So Celtics going to have a really tough battle, but as I said, if if, if Celtic gets an early goal, they can uh, they can make it. But uh, I'm, I must admit, I think I'm, I'm quite sure that Boru are able, and you saw that yesterday. Even with within a few chances, they were able to score a goal. So I think they will score uh, next week as well. So that means Celtic needs three, and um, mm. so they need to need they need to get their act together in the back first of all, and then create some chances uh, up the front.
4: I know you. I know you spoke to to Mark recently because you know your three years at Celtic and so many people remember you for um, the goal that, that sealed the title for Celtic and denied Rangers ten in a row. And of course, the recent passing of Vim Janssen And I know Mark. Mark was speaking to you about that. Um, th- those were special times for you, weren't they?
9: Oh yes, definitely. I mean, I love like coming back to to Celtic Park and um, it's it's so nice to meet. People who met. I even uh, had the chance to speak to Eric Riley last night. Uh, he was one of the ones that were instrumental in getting me to, to Celtic 25 years ago. So it's always nice to be back and always nice to be remembered for for what uh, what I was able to to join in on with the Celtic team. So uh, I uh, I was back last night and I'll uh, definitely come back again as soon as I can.
4: You you got a good reception, did you?
9: Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, we went to one of the, we went to the very sweet and uh, i didn't know that they, they knew i came in so uh, i think the the guy that was entertaining he uh, he said i was there so i mean all the all the supporters was clapping and it's just so nice to be back and so nice to be treated well and that's that's also one thing even that's what that's also what the buddevit uh, people said uh before the game and after the game they were so polite so uh humble and uh, that's that's the, the the club I know, but obviously I I would like the club to have better results like than last night. But uh, the the club itself is uh, it's just a proof that it's it's uh, it's still
6: uh, a place to be. Harold, it's Mark. I just wanted to ask you one one quick thing about about the other side of Glasgow Rangers got a fantastic result last night in Germany, beating Borussia Dortmund 4-2. But your fellow Norwegian Erling Haaland may well play was actually as a striker, what, what's your opinion of of Harland and and the, the 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 quality that that he possesses?
9: Well, I mean, he's a world-class striker. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't take away the the, the good play from Rangers either, because they they played really well, and uh, it, it shows you that it it, it really is possible, like Buda against Celtic, and the same thing happened with Rangers against with Dortmund, because you would would expect Dortmund to be favourites last night as well. And now it's uh, it's the opposite way around for the next uh, for, for the second leg. So uh, I'm, I'm just glad. I mean, obviously the rivalry is back in, in Scottish football, and Scottish football needs that rivalry. And uh, it's not only it's not only for Celtic to play well; it's also uh, for, for Rangers to perform because that's going to make the the fight harder, and that's going to uh, hopefully going to push Scottish football a bit further uh, year by year.
4: I should say, Harold, just before you go, when I started off by saying, "Did you fly yourself home last night?" and people were saying, "What the hell is he talking about?" You are a pilot, aren't you? It should be stressed.
9: <laughs> yes, I am a pilot, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing that now, enjoying that. Uh, but obviously, following football. So and football will always be part of a big part of my life. So, uh, so I won't stop following that anyway.
4: And your prediction, Harold, for next Thursday?
9: Uh, if Celtic doesn't get a goal uh, within the first half. I think Budo is through, and uh, um, I I wouldn't say a result. But uh, as I said, if Celtic doesn't score in the first half, I think they're done.
4: It's been great talking to you. Thank you. you Thanks, too. Harold. All the best, cheers. Harold. Cheer, yes. Cheers.
6: Cheers. Bye bye.
3: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go!
4: go, 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 go. From uh, Harold Bratt back there. Uh, moments ago, just on the back of the six o'clock uh, news, lovely guy, isn't he, Mark? And when I mean, he was mi- missing sitters, and he did miss some sitters when he was a Celtic player, I mean, he's got, he's got such an amazing goals record, but he did miss sitters. And it was always difficult at me- media conferences, giving him
6: a hard time because he was such a nice guy. Yeah, he was. He's a lovely, and still is a lovely guy. just a, a gentleman, first and foremost, which is always the most important thing, is how you are as a, as a person. And he's a first class, you can hear there, and clearly very affectionate about his time. Celtic Celtic fans because of his contribution that that final day against St. Johnson in, mm. in May 1998 um, when he scored the, the the second goal he sort of calmed the nerves of the Celtic players and the Celtic fans so yeah very fondly um remembered and um it, it just kind of felt a bit sorry from sometimes when the Celtic Rockies well, he, he was clearly talented and Celtic you know scouted him well and Vim Jansen really wanted him in um but I think when we were talking about the 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 Norwegian season he arrived at Celtic Park and just went right in he played on the back of a full season um, in the Norwegian League where they yeah. were winning titles mm. and, and you know there was a lot of pressure um, on them so I don't think that kind of helped him he didn't have a break and he's also got into that pressure pot I mean enormous pressure and he's probably thinking arriving in Glasgow strange city this 10 in a row or try to stop it. I mean what is this all about We Barry was at the heart of it mm. back then it was relentless there was no you know, that was yeah. before social media and all that kind of stuff you, know, you just think god so it was probably really strange for somebody to come in that didn't know all caught about that caught the headlights that. a bit yeah, yeah. and, and come in and expect to, to hit the ground running when you've got all that pressure um, on you but anyway listen he, he was part of that Celtic team and um, just a first class guy I,
5: I can't remind that uh, remember that goalie squad <laughs> I can't think back when was it that's a shame well, let's get him <laughs> back on and he can describe it for you when was it 98 <laughs> No. Nah. No, I nah.
4: must have are been a bit so, hazy. You were still at school. Are you, are you a bit hazy about that? <laughs> no, I do. That, I don't be worried. I remember. I about do. It. I know you do. Uh, some of the headlines we're going to speak to Jake uh, in a sec on the lines. Uh, Jim Goodwin expected to be announced shortly as the Aberdeen manager, uh, St. Mirren having allowed him to talk to the Petondry club who are replacing Stephen Glass and uh, he should be installed in time for tomorrow's game at uh, Motherwell. Morton manager Dougie Emery has been given a 10-game ban uh, for historical betting offences. Uh, there's a game off tonight in the Championship. Waterlogged pitch at East End Park and Fermland Park Thistle is off. There's an inspection in Perth tomorrow ahead of St Um Against Hearts, let's talk to Jake, who's a, a Rangers fan. Hi, Jake.
10: Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Hi.
3: Jake.
4: How are you feeling off the back of last night? How good was
10: that? Oh, it was amazing. I'm I'm not going to come on here and act as if I knew it was going to happen, no, it was it was amazing. It's probably the the best European performance by a Scottish team, certainly away from home that um, I've ever seen in my lifetime. I, you could probably go back to maybe Leon away, obviously Barry. not know a lot about that, but um, I just think in terms of what could happen um, obviously next week if Rangers end up qualifying um, I just think that, that this, this was the biggest um, I, I thought every player to a man was minimum 8, 9 out of 10 which is fairly rare for that to happen especially against a top top team like Richard Dortmund I know they were missing uh, the big man up front but they still have some serious world class players in that team some of them um, some of them are iconic like you like Sir Marco Royce, Bellingham Hummel stuff like that and Axel Witzel kind of yeah yeah Made them look ordinary, yeah.
4: Yeah, and uh, I just wonder how much of last night was down to the preparation. Here's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst talking about what went into getting ready for that game.
2: Well, you, you know, we, we, we worked hard to get the right game plan. We saw a lot of games of Dortmund. We knew that they uh, were getting a lot of goals against them lately. I think we, we prepared the, the game well. The, the players also, you know, we had, we had a lot of meetings the, the way Dortmund can play. You know, we were prepared tactically, but also more important mentally. And uh, we had the right attitude today to, to get a good result.
4: How key is that Barry, the preparation going into a game like that and could you see that preparation bearing dividends for, for Rangers last night?
5: Yep, i seen it as soon as the kickoff happened you, you could see it after the first four or five minutes that, that Gio's obviously worked on a game plan um, you just hear him speak there you watch Dortmund um, they've conceded um, a number of goals this season and they do look suspect at the back mm. um, so listen, they, they pressed a bit higher up the pitch than I thought they would have I thought maybe they might have sat off but that's where you've got to give the manager the coaching staff and the players credit um, they've obviously carried out the instruction to basically bang on point Um, I, I couldn't fault anything about the performance the only downside was conceding a couple of goals certainly that second goal but as a an all round team performance um, that's got to be up there with the best I've seen in a long long time I I was just going to say I just I, I couldn't resist
6: it. Uh, Jake, the curiosity got the better of me. The Europa League final is in the eighteenth of May, Wednesday, the eighteenth of May. Guess where it is? Seville. <laughs> <What> is it <laughs> oh. Seville. It's in Seville. Eighteenth of May. So look just in case you're looking for flights, um, just to get a, an early um, shout-in as I'm sure a few Rangers fans have have just glanced at their their phones a day so at uh, the 18th mm. of May, um in Seville but I think uh, get Thursday night out of the way first um, Jake next Thursday I think are still a tough 90 minutes mm-hmm. ahead but um, absolutely uh, enjoy it as you say it's as good a, a European performance and result that, um, that any Scottish team has had in a long long time
5: because it's not going to be the same Dortmund team like, listen I thought Rangers everybody were going about Dortmund and done off night you've got to give as I say, i have talked about Celtic, Bodo Glimp, you've got to go Bodo Glimp, mm-hmm. um, credit, and I think you've got to give, give Rangers credit, for the way that they, set up, and the way, they went uh, about, uh, their, their game plan, um, but for me, look, he'll be under pressure now, that team, as we said, all over the media in Germany, David, have been getting it from, from, all angles, and you will see, a more determined Dortmund team come, so Rangers have got to be on their guard, because um, they have got quality players, but, in terms of the performance last night, I was sitting watching it and I was in awe. Like, oh. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Some of the collectively as a team, it's the best I've seen, but individual performances as well. Um the people that were have mentioned, Ryan Jack, I, I just think he makes a hell of a difference to the Rangers team. It's only his second start yeah, since coming back I, after I, do a know year. What? I was talking to my son about it and um he's just uh, he's just turned into a proper midfielder for me. Mm. Um, so badly missed. Um as I says, Morelos just looks hungry. He's got a real appetite for the game. Um, Looking really sharp. Ryan Kent, again, showing glimpses. He just needs to do that on a consistent basis. If he does that on a consistent basis, he's a match winner. Mm-hmm. Every single game he's, he's going to be involved in. Lundstrom as well. And then in the back lot, you've got Bassey. A lot of people have been questioning him at centre-back. I thought he was... Great tackles I, yeah, last night. Yeah, day. I thought he was yeah, excellent last the game night.
6: very well, didn't he? Mm, but
5: and, and that was I a big test for him, wasn't it? It was a massive test for him, and I thought he came through it with flying colours, Rob. Um, but listen, what a performance! What a team performance! That was the most important thing, and the game plan for Gio was bang on the button.
6: he so just on on Ryan Jack, you know, taking it away from from Rangers. You I mean, I'd love to see Ryan Jack be involved in this run in whatever it's going to bring for Rangers between the league. In the Scottish Cup and the Europa League because of what happened to him last season when he missed it. Mm. He also missed the Euros for Scotland. But I think Steve Clark. In fact, I know Steve Clark is delighted about him being back because it's Ukraine at Hampden, and as much as Scotland want to be in the front foot and go and try and win the game, obviously on, on um, uh, May twenty-four or May twenty-six. Sorry, twenty-six, March
4: twenty-four. March,
6: March twenty-four. Um, they'll have that defensive duty. They'll have that proper screen player. And um, I think if Ryan Jack stays fit, he'll be that. He'll he'll be in that Scotland team. He will be in the the, the starting lineup. Um, I think that's how highly um, Steve Clapp regards him.
5: It's just getting better and better. Yeah, I mean I, I I know the injury situation has been a a problem and a worry, but since he's come back, I mean you've seen the second half against Celtic, the difference he made. Mm-hmm. Albeit albeit the game was was been and gone, mm-hmm. but you've seen him at Hearts outstanding in last night. He's been missing for a couple of games. Rob it looked if he's just. He just strolled it last night. Yeah. Um, just quality. really cool and ca- calm and possession of the, of the football. And as He'll be I said, so hungry as well,
6: Barry, he? because oh, of what he missed last season. Desperate yeah. missed yeah. the
5: run in, missed picking the, the trophy up because you, you want to pick your trophy up when you're playing. Mm-hmm. He's missed the Euros because mm-hmm. uh, he's a big part, as Mark's just mentioned there. He's a massive part of Steve Clark's mm-hmm. team. But I just like uh, the the partnership that's striking up between Ryan Jack and, and Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. It, it, looks, it looks tasty. Jake, it's a massive
4: confidence booster last night isn't it for Rangers how does that make you feel about the rest of the season
10: um, yeah I, I agree it's, it's not just the, the Dortmund game though. if you look at um, if you go back a couple of weeks to the embarrassment at Parkhead they've, they've played four games um, Harps, Hubs Annen and Dortmund and every single one of them they've 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 played absolutely fantastic. Obviously, you take out at the equation because you'd expect that. But um, obviously beating Hearts five 0 Hubs two two uh, nil, no goals conceded. Aaron the same, and then obviously going away to Germany and scoring four goals is obviously fantastic. So it's not just Dortmund game. It's that they look they look rejuvenated, they look fresh, um, having the likes of Morelos, Ryan Jack, and all I want Stephen Davis. I think that it's great to have a midfield where. Like when you think about it, Glenn Kamara then they start last night, and I still think he's easily like in the top three best midfielders in Scotland, so you, you've got him that you can rotate. Um, it seems now that a position where, because all season, and I don't, obviously I'm not making excuses, but all season they have had injury problems, um, and it just seems now they're in a place where other than Hadjie, they seem to be getting players back in and at the right time of the season. This is the business time of the season you've got uh, Europa League still on cards, you've still got the Scottish Cup, and then obviously you've got a league title to defend. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously having all these players back and then um, having the options that Gio has like on Sunday, obviously I don't want him to change too much, but he has the option there to be able to do it, which
5: is a lot more refreshing. And uh, there's a name I keep forgetting because I'm mentioning Jack and Morelos, Kent, um, Lundstrump, Scott Arfield mm-hmm. as well. If you go back and think under Stephen Gerrard, he, he was out the picture. Mm-hmm. And now... Where Gio has found, he's playing him on the right side, where it's not his natural position. I like to see him, in at number ten, where he can get beyond um, the the main striker. But he's another player mm. for me. He's one that I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans will be desperate to see him get tied. He's out of con- tied down. Sorry, he's out of contract in the summer. But he's a big player for Rangers as well. Scott Arfield.
4: You were talking there, Jake, about Premiership, Scottish Cup, Europa League. Is it just bring on the big games as far as you're concerned? Are you happy for Rangers to keep? fighting in all three
10: competitions? I, I, to be honest, and I, I don't know if Barry agrees. APFM and Rangers are playing constantly. I don't like when they have breaks. <laughs> um, statistically, it proves, it proves to be bad. APFM um, and Rangers are playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Sunday. So, roll on Europa League and roll on the Scottish Cup. Just keep playing games. The more you keep playing games, the more likely you are to get points. So, you don't want games to not be played and stuff like that or to get kicked out of Europa League and then have less games. I would rather see both same with Celtic as well. You, you want obviously your two teams to the two rep, represent uh, representatives of Scotland to be playing in Europe. So um I you know I, I want Rangers to keep playing as much games as possible. Um, obviously Dundee United and Sunday, massive, massive game. Um, tough place to go. Rangers already lost there earlier on the season. Um then you're straight back um at Europa League again on Thursday night, so um, And then Mullerwell on Sunday. So three massive games coming up in the next uh, nine days so uh, I prefer it that way I would rather have it that way than having no games because I don't think that suits Rangers the way, they do, the way they go about their business
5: and that's the way you like it Barry as well isn't it yeah I, I like that as a player and I think if you ask any any footballer he would rather play games of football all it is is playing rest recover play again you go out the day before the game and do a, a bit of tactical work a bit of shape um, but for me three games a week the way that players look after themselves as well. They're, they're proper athletes. Um, so look, for me, it's all about playing games rather than, than training. Do you think Jake will see Erling
4: Haaland at Ibrox
5: next Thursday?
10: Um, see, to be honest. I, I I I think the the way they're going about it is is that he'll obviously they're playing on Sunday, I believe. Um, so he will probably get some minutes in that game, I think, and then it will be a question of whether he starts or whether he's in the school, or whether he's just on the bench. But I think he'll definitely, he'll definitely, be, he'll get some minutes on that part next Thursday, which is quite a scary thought. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a machine, that boy. Yeah,
4: 28 goals in 23 games and for club and country want, this you season. You want to
5: see? I think if you ask any of the Rangers players and any Rangers supporters, mm. you want to see him yeah. start that game and, and you want and to beat them. <laughs> Yeah, but you want to come up against the best and he, for me, just with the, the amount of times I've, I've seen him, he is an unbelievable centre-forward. So that's what you want to come up against when when you play in European games. The best, and he certainly is one of the best. That could be a classic night at Ibrox next Thursday, Mark.
6: Oh, it's got the making so, of a cracker. You know, Rangers getting into it in front of their own supporters. To come away from Germany with a 4-2 lead um, is brilliant. It is a mouth-watering ninety minutes um in prospect. Um and I think Rangers will get through. I didn't believe that before last night. I was totally taken aback by the performance and the result. Um but you've got to give Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, his backroom staff, uh, Dave Voss, Roy Mackay, all of them and, and the players. As Barry said there, there wasn't a letdown, you think the lot of scrutiny on, on, on Barry? I think people are disappointed that Ballingham wasn't a fit there for you had to bring Bassey mm. back in and put you know to the team. But he performed well he showed real proper uh, mentality Kent rose to the occasion Malfred uh, Morelos loves a European stage when he's in the mood he can do it at that level and uh, Ryan Jack just slotting back in um, and just you know just being absolutely outstanding in the in the middle of the park and Tavenier chipped in with his his penalty as well so yeah it was really really good but just I don't want to put a dampener on it Rob but just that word of caution no, there's, a right. of, there's a hell You're of a right. 90 minutes ahead enjoyed last night enjoy the moment just now but my god there's a tough 90 minutes to come on Thursday
5: I I know for I'm 100% certain that's what you'll be doing but see the experienced boys in the group see your Alan McGregor Ryan Jack Stephen Davis that's that's what we'll be doing listen high fives in the dressing room after the game seeing the way back in the plane that's (laughs) that right listen we're in the morrow. we're going to recover and look what's ahead is we've got a tough uh, tough trip up to to Tanadice that's the way you've got to go about it but enjoy the moment but quickly after that, you've got to get your feet back in the ground and refocus. Jake, good to hear from you. Cheers, guys. All the best.
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seattle, and more. Let's go! go.
4: Heading into the weekend and so many big games coming up as we head fast into the business end of the season. Four games tomorrow in the Premiership. Hibbs against Ross County, Easter Road, uh, Livingston against St Mirren at the Tony Macaroni, Motherwell against Aberdeen. All three of us, I think, could be there uh, tomorrow if uh, St Johnston against Hearts is off. And it might be there's a pitch inspection in Perth at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then Sunday uh, Rangers on the back of Dortmund uh, are heading for Tanadice to play Dundee United that's a 12 o'clock start uh, Celtic against Dundee is 3 o'clock as the top two league Look to keep on doing what they've been doing, and uh, off the back of last night and that amazing 4-2 win in Dortmund, one of Rangers' best ever results in European football on the road. Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst was saying pretty much what we've been saying in the last
2: 10-15 minutes: it's not over yet. We, we talked on the way to the to the media room. It's it's very difficult to get a an away win in in Europe. It's not not easy. As a manager, I think the first time I win away uh, in Europe and. Uh, uh, that shows you know how difficult it is. Yeah, I mean it's one. Uh, it's a great night, but um, you know it's only a great night. We don't. We're not through to the next round, which we wanted. So uh, we know we have to uh, get a good performance next week as well. But to bring uh, this this win back to us to uh, to Glasgow, I think uh, we worked hard for it and also deserved to uh, to win this game.
4: How much do you refresh that team body for Talladice?
5: a good question. It's one of the ones that you keep the same team because obviously their confidence will be sky high through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he might make um, one or two changes. I do. Um, in the midfield area I think he might freshen it up a wee bit. Um, maybe bring a Kamara in um, and leave maybe Ryan Jack out because obviously Ryan Jack's been Long-term injury come back. Obviously, got that knock against um, Hearts. He's one that you need to keep fresh for most of the the running. Now, that's me no saying that you're going to be an easy place in Tannadice. You still got to play a a strong squad, so that's where I, I think he might make um, the change in the midfield area to freshen it up. Because for me, right. that's the engine yeah. room. You're right. That's I was one, I was when you would I, look
6: at his Ryan Jack mm-hmm. in I just wonder that Aaron Ramsey will be champion at the bit and mm. I think Tana Dice, you know, the, the kind of football that, that, that Dundee United mm-hmm. play and the, I think Aaron Ramsey is a player that you that you unleash from the start mm-hmm. against them, um, Dundee United. And, and, and But I definitely agree with, with Ryan Jack. He was brilliant on Thursday night mm. but you need to just be careful yep. um, with him. And I think Kamara or Davis, whoever it's going to be just perfect to, to slot in and just look after um, Ryan Jack. Yep, I, th- I
5: think the two it'll be... May- I'm saying left out but just wrapped in cotton wool would be Ryan Jack and Scott Arfield I, always find I would it. move a Rebo to the right side and unleash Ramsey bring mm. Kamara in beside Lundstrom put Kam- uh, sorry um, Ramsey just in front of them behind Morelos. Um and that's still still yeah. very very strong because of the way it's been
4: for the last few years at Rangers, I always find it strange to see a Rangers team sheet in Europe without the name of Glenn Kamara on it. I mean, he was go, he was a go-to, wasn't he, for Steven Gerrard? He was always in there. So so to have done what they did last night without a proven European performer like him tells you something about
5: the, 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 the depth in the squad. Yeah, the strength and depth, Rob. You're, you're bang on. Listen, uh, Kamara's went slightly off the boil a wee bit. But that's natural, I think, if you look at his overall Rangers career, he's been brilliant. I mean, for the price, first and foremost, they paid for. And I just think each season he's improved and improved. Um, He's just come off at a wee bit. But listen, that happens as a footballer. He's been took out the last few games. Um, But listen, he's still one that I I would hang my hat on. I I would... Trust him 100%. Um, you don't become a, a bad player just because you've got a slight loss of form overnight. Um, He's still a really top performer for me and he's one that you would have no qualms in putting him in it up at Tanadice.
4: A real contrast in mood last night between Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at his media conference and Ange Postecoglou at his. And his reckoning was that the difference last night was uh, both of taking their chances... And Celtic not quite as sharp as they've been in that final third.
1: I thought I think it stopped us the football. Obviously, I just don't think they we were clinical enough in the front third, and they were. You know, I mean, they had two chances in the second half. One was a deflection; they scored, and yeah, you know, the, the chances we had, I just thought, you know, we just lacked a bit of composure in that front third. So, in a game where obviously, you know, the goals change the, the perspective for everyone out there, they they were able to get theirs, and we didn't.
4: It's that area in which Celtic have been so strong, isn't it this season? Um, and it just wasn't happening last night for them
6: I, 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 was, I was surprised Celtic didn't win the game you know, um, you know, if you look at all the, the, the factors in terms of where Bodo are um, you look at Celtic how well they've been doing at home and whatever the crowd was 50,000 or whatever it was last night Rob um, so most of the players been fit even leaving like being good enough to, to leave Hitati um, on the bench mm-hmm. and the options that that, um, that Ange Postacoglu has um, just now so look, it's just a, it's a reminder to Celtic that they're having an excellent season so far but there's still a lot of work to be done for them whether that's in Europe or, or domestically as well um, you know they can't take anything um, for granted and I'm sure that's what Ange Postecoglou will be saying to his players and just to give them that extra little bit of quality just to go and freshen it up again they might, they'll, they'll be really looking forward to getting Furu Hashi um, back in the team yeah um, you know they've have missed him as much as Maeda, and and I like Jackie Marcus. I think he's got a bit about him. But bringing uh, Furuhashi back into the side, where that's going to be, I would imagine it will be at some point in the early March. Um, that that's going to give them a big lift.
4: Okay, two minutes to go. Hibs against Ross County,
5: Mark. A uh, score draw. Barry, I'm going to go Ross County, and it's not a surprise for me. I uh, honestly look Hibs good result last week in the Scottish Cup. I just think Ross County and Big Malky just now um, are a good team. And I see them getting a three points. Livingston against St. Mirren, Barry. I'm going to go Livingston because obviously the situation with, with Jim Goodwin at St. Mirren So I'll mm. go Livingston home one.
4: Mark, 2 1, Livy. 2 1, Livy. Uh, Motherwell, Aberdeen. <laughs> you're going to be there. I need to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um watch. I'm going to go one each. All right, OK. And I can see what you're doing there. Mark, <laughs> I'm going to go 1 0, Aberdeen. Yep. I have a wee suspicion that the Jim Goodwin factor might play a part there tomorrow. St Johnson Hearts, Mark? If it Well, if it's on. If it's on, it's on at the moment. I'm going to go 1-1. Barry? I'm going to go 1-0 Hearts. 1-0 Hearts, OK. And the big two on Sunday. Firstly, Barry, uh, your old team at Tannadice.
5: Yeah, I think Rangers will go up there. Um, listen, it'll be a tough day, but Rangers will get to three points.
4: Three points for Rangers. Do you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, 2-0 Rangers.
5: Okay, 2-0 Rangers
4: sounds pretty comfortable uh, for them on the back of what happened last night. Celtic against Dundee, Mark? 2-0 Celtic. 2-0 Celtic as well. And Celtic to win for you, Barry? Yep. I'll go
5: 3-0
4: against uh, Mark McGee of course returning to Celtic Park with his team Um, thanks a lot Barry thanks a lot to Mark
5: as well
4: on the back of an incredible night in Europe and we've got two incredible games to come uh, on Thursday as we look beyond this weekend's Premiership Games uh, Celtic are uh, in Norway to play Bode 3-1 down Rangers at Ibrox maybe with Erling Haaland on board uh, looking to build on a 4-2 advantage from last night what a result
3: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go, go Go
0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.